1: Flat Out whānau, you're with Laddie H, host of Flat Out Pride on your Free FM dial. If you're a Waikato local with an idea for your own show, Free FM would love to hear from you. Check out our website, freefm.org.nz, or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch.
2: Control myself when I'm with you. Feel the pressure. Everything about you keeps me wanting more. Keeps me, keeps me wanting more. I just want love.
1: Hāra mai nāu mai hoki mai, kahukura whānau. You are tuned into the Vlana Pride Hour here on Free FM at nine point zero, Independent Community Media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Access Media and now on iHeart Radio, flat out. Tuia ngā o te hāpuri, bringing together the voices of our community. Free Femme tagline and Flatout Pride absolutely supports it. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us the Glit Fab Rainbow fano That's gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatapui, queer, questioning, fafafine, akaivine, bi, and all the fabulousness in between. And of course, outside of those scopes because fluidity is where it's at. We love having you on board, Fano. A big flat-out shout-out, of course, to New Zealand On Air. Without you, access radio stations like Free FM wouldn't be here. A big flat-out shout-out, of course, to Free FM. Without you, Flat-Out Pride wouldn't be here. And last but not least, you, you fabulous sister out there that tune in every Friday to hear what's hot and happening on the show. Tune in Fridays at 5 on your Free FM dial. Flat out Lady H, on your mic We have a flat out line up for you On your show For your afternoon evening We're touching on rainbow pride And the kopapa of our rainbow flag Bit of a history in there too Looking at our rainbow Olympian in the Olympics On the world stage But first up we have a Flat out fab interview with a couple Of our community members to Share about the kopapa of same or Name, which happened here in our very own Waikato, in regards to the event that was created and the space that was provided for our to come through and get their papers signed, changed and moving into the space for gender marker change absolutely stoked to have them on board to share about this copapa, and for you out there to hear and perhaps you could be a change agent in your town, your city, your ao, your world. That is our lineup. Far whānau, let's get into the goodness, pride and our people. I have the privilege of interviewing a few of our community members, here to talk about a copapa that happened a couple of weeks ago, let's get into the goodness. So, kia ora korua. First of all, can you tell me your name and where you're from?
3: Oh, kia ora Haimi. I'm Bex. I am from the Waikato. I've been in Hamilton, Kirikiriro, most of my life, but I've been around other places as well. And I'm working with Rainbow Hub Waikato at the moment. Kia ora.
0: Kia ora my name is Penny. I grew up in Tauranga, but I've been in the Waikato for oh man, like 14 years now, which I'm definitely very old. I just really enjoy working in community in the LGBT sector. I'm currently the acting chairperson of the Board of Trustees of Rainbow Hub Waikato. Stunning.
1: So tell me, how do you
0: both identify in the kahukura rainbow Fire?
3: I am a non-binary person and
0: I'm bi. Kia ora. I'm a trans woman. I go by she, her pronouns. And I'm asexual, but you know, pro-romance. I should have said as well, my
3: pronouns are they and them.
0: Stunning. kia ora kōrua. Okay, so you touched on your
1: involvement in the kahukura community. So find out there, if you don't know what kahukura is, is Aotearoa, definition of what it means to be rainbow. You have been involved in the
3: other kaupapa throughout Aotearoa in terms of being kahukura. Kia ora. So you know, I came out about 15 years ago and came into community in the Waikato, so kind of hung around the edges a little bit and went to things. I kind of got involved in organising Hamilton Pride events in about 2012, and have been involved since then organising stuff that brings community together, so like a feminist book club that ran for a few years, um, and the Waikato softball team. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. me I think we were flatting together, we got that one started. Yeah, still- I'm not doing it anymore, you're still going? now I can but right. yes it's still going strong <laughs> yeah it's still going strong so things like that just bringing community together around socialising but also around thinking through some of the issues that our community faces and I guess the biggest extension of that is at the moment doing community organising and bringing together for Rainbow Hub Waikato,
0: mm. yeah mm. Kia ora. I came out about four or five years ago at this point and through my work at The Waterboy um, I'm involved in a uh, speaker series called Everybody's Game which is uh, basically we go into schools and we bring New Zealand sports people to talk to the kids about the subject of homophobia and transphobia in sport. can be quite a problem uh, with you know young people who are finding themselves on the LGBT spectrum not feeling welcome and dropping out of sport and especially with what's been happening with the Olympics uh, maybe giving people an extra perspective on trans people in sport as well. Kapa. I've also been involved with RHW since they were called Waikato Queer Youth, mm. you know, as a volunteer and a photographer, and then I sort of jumped onto the board as a, a means of trying to find other ways in which I could offer assistance to the community. Stunning. Thank
1: you. Well, I have a whakaaro that we bring the people with us and the kaupapa that, we, that come along with us in our past in order to be present, to know where we want to go to. So I just want to acknowledge all those spaces and places and connections that we made to bring us here today. Absolutely. So tell us
3: about the Say
1: My Name copapa.
3: There's been a bit of lobbying going on around the BDMRR, which is the Births, Deaths, Marriages and Relationships Recognition Act. Mm. And that lobbying for our community has been about making some of the paperwork processes easier to get gender recognition on your birth certificate. So we thought we'd do an event that would both highlight why this was important so we could do a bit of, you know, educating the public but also actually just put in place something that would make the process easier for people as they did it which is where Say My Name came from.
0: Exactly. So, I'm not sure if you know, but the process to have your gender marker on your birth certificate changed is quite complex and very Mm. expensive. Mm. And you can't have, for example, your driver's license or your passport changed until your birth certificate's been done. And so, for a lot of people, that's such a big step to take in order just to be recognized for who they are on the inside. And so, the idea that you have to go through a family court and talk to a judge and all of that stuff, it could be easier, be simpler. And for a lot of people, it's very intimidating. So Mm. just having a space where people can come and learn and get a few answers and really find out what it is that they're looking at, I think was really important for the community as a whole, because it's not well advertised how you can get that done. Can you tell me why, or anyone that doesn't know about this crap, why is it so important?
3: So there's some changes that are easy to make on your documents. You can change your name. And if you change your name on your birth certificate, you can get a passport that's got the right name and the right gender on it. But if you do that and you haven't changed the gender marker on your birth certificate, then you've got documents that say different things. Mm. And most of the time you don't need to pull out your birth certificate for very much at all, like um, maybe opening a bank account or secondary ID or something like that. Mm. But when you do, if your documents say different things, and particularly if they say different genders, then the people that you're talking to, you're either kind of out immediately or they think you're lying Like just the risks around having documents that are different and that is in Aotearoa New Zealand you know most often that's kind of embarrassing and awkward but actually if you're outside of the country it can be dangerous it can be really kind of life-threatening for people Hmm. and so we need those changes to just be more systematic and easy to do and the birth certificate gender marker is the last piece of the puzzle really because you can already get a passport in the right gender, and the right oh, name. Okay. You've got to fill out a bunch of forms and pay some money, but it's not impossible. Mm. Whereas the birth certificate gender marker requires a whole lot of extra layers, like you have to go to court and you have to have medical evidence. And we figure if you don't need that for your passport, why do you need that for your birth certificate? It yes. doesn't make sense.
0: And I think for all of us, really, not even just people on the LGBT spectrum, our identities are really important to us. They shape not just how we present to other people, but how we think of ourselves. And Mm. I know that for me, if I have to, for example present my driver's license and it has the wrong name on it and people stare at me for a minute it really does feel like my identity is not valid Mm. i guess i've lived as myself for so long now that sometimes i just forget that i have the wrong name on my driver's license i hand that out and people like "Mm, this is wrong And it really does kind of hit you in a really sensitive place, especially for trans and non-binary people, especially for people who want to leave behind who they've been and head towards where they would like to be. It can be quite distressing.
1: Yes, yes.
0: But also what Beck said about personal safety is... Pretty valid too, because you go yeah. to the wrong place and you present the wrong documents, you never really know which people are going to be accepting. It tends to be considered new thinking to people who have kind of older values when it comes to gender and identity. Right. Why do you think that the current system is making people go through a courts process?
3: Oh, it's an old oh. awesome process. Oh. Right, so they've already changed. You can okay. already do the passport stuff easily. It's just at the birth certificate law hasn't been changed. Mm. And so it's a kind of hang up. It's a kind of
0: leftover piece of the puzzle. It's currently being looked at to be updated. And so there are people out there who really, really don't want to see the, the system updated. And they have their own reasons for that. But Mm -hmm. one of the reasons we wanted to put on Say My Name was to show just how complicated and how difficult this can be and Mm. why it's important. Because I don't know about you, but going through like a six-week process and a few hundred dollars and standing in front of a judge can be really intimidating for some people. Especially people who aren't, find it difficult to be assertive about their identities. Mm. Mm. Or
3: even if you haven't had the medical transitioning, that would mean you'd get the medical records in order to do that. So. The process isn't guaranteed that caught part of the process either. Not everybody
0: mm. needs or wants to have surgery to complete their transition. Mm. The Olympics used to have it where you couldn't compete as your gender unless you'd had mm. gender-affirming surgery, mm. and if you have to have that now just to change your birth certificate, that's not everyone's journey. mm
3: Right. The other thing that is useful is in the Counting Ourselves research, they found that I think it's 59% of trans people don't, ha- don't have identity documents that mm. match who they are, which is a really high figure. You know, obviously yeah. the barriers to getting those identity documents right are quite high. Just working through the process ourselves a couple of weeks ago for everybody... The amount of paperwork we had to print out in order to just have the right forms there for people to fill out for different things, plus the cost of doing it, plus the emotional kind of time and energy it takes to get all that stuff together, head along to your JP, go and do all the backwards and forwards thing that has to happen is quite high. It's quite a high cost, I think. Okay. Mm So... Talking about that, what is the cost? It's different for different things. So okay. a couple of hundred bucks will get you a new passport. I think it's about $80 for the driver's license. And so different things cost different amounts for parts of the process. The family court process, obviously, you've got to get medical evidence. So there's doctor's visits apply to that, mm. plus the family court processing fee. And if that process mm. is extended, you don't know exactly how much that's going to cost anyway. So um, yeah.
0: And this is also on top of all the costs that have been involved in even just getting to that point in the first place. You have to go to a lot of mental health practitioners to even get yourself to a point where you can medically transition. So the process is long and there are costs at every step of the way. And for a lot of people, just being able to, for example, go and see a gender therapist, that's a barrier on its own. And you get there and you get past that. And then you've got another whole set of barriers in order to just get the documentation that matches where you're at. Do you think the process in terms of being clear on where you sit in
1: terms of your gender, is that realistic? Or is it a control mechanism? Or, or what do you
0: think? Um, there is a small amount of gatekeeping involved and some of it is safety based. Okay.
3: I think it's real interesting that you bring up control mechanism. I'm a bit of an anarchist at hard, and I think a lot of these processes are hoops. Why should we be jumping through hoops to prove we are who we say we are mm-hmm. ever? You know, why is our gender not something that we understand straight away as being something I can describe about myself? to you and you accept it why are there hoops at all really Mm. I think
0: well I first of all I have to go see a general counselor and then I have to go get referred to a gender therapist specifically and then I have to go see a hormone doctor and then I have to go do you know blood tests and then I have to go and do all these things and then I have to jump in and stand in front of a judge and say well actually I am female judge and the judge might say well no you haven't had enough surgeries for me to really believe you there is no doubt that there is some form of control in here that you have to continuously prove over and over again that you are who you are you say you are. For some people, they might consider that to be safety. Uh, for other people, it's definitely considered to be gatekeeping. Mm. and. I'd like to see us get to a point where anyone can express their gender in any way. Yeah, ka And that just sort of speaks volumes in itself, really. Mm. Is
1: there conditions in order to be able to do the gender marker change? Looking at the forms, and, and one of them was that you had to be 18 and above.
3: You can have accurate gender and name documents when you're under 18, but you have to have permission from your parents and guardians. Okay. Like any name change when you're under 18, but... For some of our whanau, that's a bit difficult because sometimes the process of being who we are alienates us from those people who are our guardians and parents. I think that's an area where Rainbow Whanau could do some more thinking around how we can support, you know, younger people in that space.
0: Mm. And there's always the argument that sometimes parents don't believe people who are young and just know who they are and who they want to be they'll use excuses like hey maybe this is just a phase let's not do your documentation just oh
3: yet. haven't we been hearing that oh, for 50 yeah.
0: years <laughs> and so i yeah. think that the idea that maybe young people don't know themselves or all that being trans is some kind of fun trend that makes you popular is uh is still out there mm. we probably need to listen to our rangatahi just a little bit more and when they say who they want to be in this moment maybe we should believe them mm.
3: the research says people often know quite young who they are that that isn't something that there's lots of backwards and forwards mm. over or anything that kind of trans kids know yeah. We know our genders as people,
0: I think. Sometimes people like to use examples of people detransitioning as reasons for why this is not something we should go forwards with. But I would say, and I might be wrong on the statistics, but 99% of the time someone does that, it's because of the abuse that they've faced presenting who they are, and not because they made the wrong decision, but because they just want their life to be a little bit easier. And if presenting the way that people expect them to is the way they can do that, that's why you get those statistics.
4: Mm
1: interesting yeah now that opens up another world but we'll come back to the Kopapa. <laughs> i mean everything's interconnected eh? so Absolutely. it's all relevant what made you establish
0: this Kopapa now in hamilton well there's always work to be done right and so we get together uh, fairly often and we look at issues that are relevant in our community and so with that being something that is close to uh, both mine and bex's hearts we thought this might be a good time to start it i mean the best time to start was yesterday, right second best time today. Mm. So we got together with a group of people and we thought, hey, how can we address this problem and we came up with a few different ideas about how that might be able to be done and we thought, hey, let's get a nice sunny Sunday. we'll get we'll invite a bunch of people from the community down We'll have a little bit of a uh, demonstration and we'll show people hey, this is how you can get your documentation done. We know it's hard. We know it's tough. We've raised some money to help people that can't pay for it to be able to cover those costs and just make it into like a nice, beautiful day with everyone being supportive of each other. Why not today? Why not now?
3: I think as well, you know, there's lots of misinformation out there and it's really useful to be able to counter that misinformation with some facts for the public. And we know the Olympics... It's been a bit of a topic yeah. in the media recently. And so sure. just having people who can have the conversation, who can give some facts about what gender means for people is, mm. I think, useful.
1: Kaipai. You talked about raising the funds. So tell me a little bit more about that.
3: Well, we just thought, what can people do if they couldn't come on the day? And that was kind of my first thought about that. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe people will want to help with some funds to pay the costs of all of the different paperwork things. So we started a Give a Little. And, Amy, we are up to 1770 bucks. And that give a little at the moment. It's been incredible.
0: There is a lot of support in the community from people who want to help but couldn't physically be there on the day. It's really oh, beautiful.
3: Nice. Yeah, and we know that funds are one of the barriers, particularly mm. when people don't have you know massive earning potential, or you know maybe they're out of work, or um, maybe they're just younger and haven't got you know the two hundred bucks mm-hmm. for the passport or whatever. So. Being able to get across that barrier really easily is quite beautiful. And that amount of money raised means we're going to be able to keep offering that support to our Transvaano, which is cool.
1: Cool, mm-hmm. why? Does that mean there'll be more events coming up
0: because of the kind of support that's come through? We like to think so. I think really it just comes down to time and demand really Mm. Rainbow Hub Waikato is generally planning and putting on events fairly continuously so while we might have another Say My Name in you know end of September there will always be more community supportive events coming up on the horizon if you want to have a look at the uh, RHW Facebook page there's always stuff coming up to take a look at RHW being for Uh, those that don't know uh, Rainbow Hub Waikato is there any particular people you want to give a shout out to in terms of that day well first of all Thank you to everyone who turned up, held a sign, you know, waved to cars and asked for people to honk their horns and support everyone who did that. Thank you so much. But as to some specific individuals.
3: I want to give a shout out to Ethu Ajil, who was our JP on the day. So we needed to have a JP on the spot. She okay. um, put her hand up, sat down for four hours in the sun and signed documents, <laughs> which was pretty awesome. So. She was so
0: happy to be there. It was really nice to have a chance to speak with her. She was really supportive of it. That's yeah.
3: amazing.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, also the Rainbow Hub Waikato team, Nate and Cece Bramwell and Slay Way and everyone who puts time into volunteering for RHW. There are so many of you. I couldn't possibly name an entire list without having them written down in front of me. But everyone who contributes to the success of Rainbow Hub Waikato, definitely a big shout out to you.
3: Yeah. And we had an awesome organizing committee on the day. So, oh my gosh, I, I'm not going to name them in case I miss someone, but... There were people from lots of different parts of community organisations, so yes. Ani Waniwa Alliance from Wintec, Uniq, peeps on that committee, as well as just lots of people who put their hands up and said, hey, I'd love to help. So that was awesome to be surrounded by so many people who could just pick up bits and go, oh, I'll do this bit. And- make it the success it was.
0: Also the organisations who offered us support so for example the Waikato Museum mm. uh, who allowed us to have our event in their premises. Also Memento who found out what we were doing across the street and sent over a bunch of free food and support, that was really cool. Waikato Society of Arts which let us use their photocopy. They had a staff member come in and just be in the office that day just so anyone could pop up and just get their documents photocopied to be mm. verified and, and that lady didn't have to be there. So thank you very much to Paulette for just coming in on us Sunday and just being in your office so people could do that.
3: Yeah, mm. Kia ora Paulette. And then we had the city safety team and the diversity liaison officers kinda hanging around just making sure we were all safe in Karpai. So that was nice.
0: And everyone who drove past, saw what we were doing, saw rainbow signs and decided to give a toot and <laughs> show support. Thank you to everyone. Flat out. Now, one curious question I have is, did you
1: align that co-opper to coincide with the feminist group They were actually having their meeting in one of the areas of the museum. Oh, oh a-
3: God, Amy! it hurts so much to hear you describe them as a feminist group because that is a group of people who mm. are really conservative in terms of their values mm. and intersectional feminists really don't believe any of the kind of conservative values that they have. They use people whose co kaupapa isn't always aligned with <laughs> feminist agendas, so yeah, okay. calling them feminist is a bit of a stretch. We did want to be able to provide information to members of the public that would counter some of the misinformation coming from that group okay i was there that
1: day and i heard them speaking between themselves in terms of being feminists in, in new zealand and to me, to me. so i mean no offense by using that term i'm stating purely from what i heard coming out of their corridor.
3: Yeah, totally. And I think that it's another discussion. It's a discussion between yeah. feminists, eh? And so yeah. the parts of that that I have heard have been actually a real rejection from feminists saying, hey, that isn't part of our kaupapa, no matter what you call yourselves. Feminist kaupapa is about supporting the rights of all women, and that includes trans women. Kia ora,
1: kia ora. Any other key messages that you'd like to share with the community in regards to
0: being trans and being them their natural true self. Absolutely. First of all, If you know someone who is trans or is questioning their gender, the best thing that you can do for them is to learn how to be a good ally, and there's plenty of information out there about the language to use and uh, the correct ways to treat people just to make sure that they feel supported and loved and valid. You can go check that out at Rainbow Hub Waikato either on Facebook or on their website. The big thing, I think, is to respect people's identities for who they want to be.
3: Making an effort to use their pronouns properly. That's
0: right. Even if they just want to try out pronouns for a little while, jump in on that, because that can all the difference Mm. and for what we call trans people who are just at the point where they're coming out and they're getting ready to be who they are Mm. showing them support at these crucial moments can make all the difference to somebody's happiness and confidence in their journey going forwards I definitely recommend and start practicing that stuff as much as you can
3: Mm. And for your friends and family, just tell them that you love them. No matter what you know changes they may go through, that you're there for them. And ask as well what you can do to support, because everybody's journey is a little bit different. Mm. So finding out and how you can help out, I think is really useful.
1: Kilda. Again, thank you both. Really appreciate you've come and, and taken time out of your busy
0: days. Absolutely. Um, to come and share the all. Say my name. Next opera is...
3: End oh, of September.
0: Yeah. It's going to be all beautiful admin paperwork. We love that stuff. It doesn't sound as exciting, but for the people who need it, it's going to be beautiful. Stunning. Uh, so we
1: look forward to seeing what it's about. This is the first time in Waikato that this kind of opera has come out. So I love that you two and your organising team from the forefront to the background have been pioneers in moving this space to be visually seen, not just spoken about. So, ngā mihi ki a kōroa, te koutou i faka tēnei hira. So big shout out to all you two and your organising peeps for um, setting up a kopapa as important as this to have uh, a visual space place in Waikato community.
0: Thank you so much.
3: Kilda, Hamey. Kilda.
5: Well, it's a jungle out there. The year 2018, I didn't think. We'd still be sorting babies into blue and pink, and all our progress. Well, I wonder what it means That the only girls' clothes that work for me Turn out to be boyfriend jeans Well, that's fine Cos I decline A narrow set of rules that just don't work Cos these red lines they're not mine And if you need me, you can find me ironing my shirt Cos I'm in black tie tonight Get a postcard to mine in a year 11, hell, saying everything's gonna be alright. No, you won't grow out of it, you will find clothes that fit. And the images that fuck you were a patriarchal structure, and you never will surrender to a narrow view of gender. And I swear, there'll come a day when you won't worry what they Out what's
4: yours
5: And it's a bloody nightmare Trying to fight the spread of bigotry and fear That's uniting Piers Morgan and Jermaine Greer And all our progress Yeah, I wonder who it's for When I dare to utter that trans lives matter here And all I got was a tough war Well, that's fine, I decline Your narrow set of rules They just don't work These the lines But they're not mine And if you need me You can find me ironing My shirt cos I'm in Black tie tonight Get a postcard to mine Year 11 self In a year 11 hell Saying everything's gonna be Oh, you won't grow out of it. You will find the clothes that fit. And the images that fucked you were a patriarchal structure. And you never will surrender to a narrow view of gender. And I swear there'll come a day when you won't worry what they say on the labels, on the doors. You will figure out what's yours. You will figure out what's yours. And that it's got. Nothing to do with fitting neatly in a box That was constructed to make it seem Like people come in just two teams And anything that's in between ain't good enough And you will love And you'll be loved And you're in black tie tonight Get a postcard to my Year 11 self In a year eleven, hell, darling, everything's gonna be alright. No, you won't grow out of it. You will find clothes that fit, and the images that fucked you were a patriarchal structure. No, you never will surrender to that narrow view of gender, and there's folks you've yet to meet. Exactly up their street And they've been waiting just as long To hear someone sing this song And better days are on their way When it won't matter what they say On the labels, on the doors You will figure out what's yours Girl, you're gonna be so happy Girl, you're gonna be just fine You're gonna be so happy Down the line, down the line
1: No mahara mai, nau mai hoki mai, you You're tuned back into the Planet Pride Hour here on Free FM. 89.0 independent community media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and now on iHeartRadio. Flat out. Let out, turn your mic for your whankiwhaake. We love having you on board. No mahara no mai mai. That last beat there was Gracie. Petri, and the song is called Black Tie. This wayata was chosen by our stunning interviewees to acknowledge them for their time, their energy, and sharing of their kopapa with us. Kapai nga mihi. Let's go now into the next kopapa corridor. Rainbow Olympians. Where they are and where they sit on the world stage in regards to the Olympics, of course. So there were at least 183 publicly out LGBTQ rainbow athletes at the Tokyo Summer Olympics. So outsports.com tracked them as, as though they were a country. So team LGBTQ or team rainbow. So imagine if all the publicly outlets being gay, bisexual, trans, queer and non-binary athletes were on one team, representing one country with common causes of visibility and inclusion. And that's how they, Outsports.com, have covered this collective group of inspiring out athletes. The final standing. Team Rainbow ranked 7th overall. So the rankings were determined by the medals, gold, silver and bronze. So all up gold 11 silver 13 and bronze nine so let's go gold medalist alexandra lakrabri amandine le nord france handball the final medal for team rainbow at the tokyo olympics is gold kelly harrington from ireland in boxing. The flag bearer for Team Ireland won the final 5-0. to zero. Sue Bird, Chelsea Gray, Brittany Griner, Brianna Stewart and Diana Taurasi for USA in b The woman dominated the tournament, beating Japan in the final by 15 points. Quinn, Kadesia Buchanan, Erin McLeod, Kaylin Sheridan and Stephanie Leib for Canada in the sport soccer. So Canada beats Sweden in penalty kicks for the country's first women's soccer gold and Quinn's historical medal. Anna Marcela Kunha from Brazil in the swimming 10Ks. She hadn't won a world or Olympic title yet, earned a gold medal by less than one second. Stunning. Yulamar Rogers from Venezuela, track and field, uh, the triple jump event. Uh, So, Outsports 2020 Female Athlete of the Year shattered a 26-year-old world title en route to gold. Amandine Bacard from France in Judo, the mixed team. So, Picard's second medal of the Tokyo Summer Olympics is golden. Kelly Brazier, Gail Broughton, Ruby Tui, Portia Woodman for Aotearoa in rugby. So, New Zealand has been dominating the 2020 season until COVID got in the way, of course. A gold delayed, but still won. Emma Twigg for Aotearoa in rowing. In her fourth Olympics, coming back from retirement, Twigg won her first Olympic medal gold. Stephanie Dolson for USA, a three-on-three b-ball. Not only did Dolson help bring the gold to Team USA, she led all scorers in the gold medal game. Tom Daly from Great Britain for diving. This was Tom Daly's fourth Olympic Games and his second after coming out publicly as gay. Winning the gold medal for synchronized diving paid off all those years of hard work. Silver medalist Sophie Macari from Argentina in field hockey. Argentina won the silver medal and the Outsports found out Macari was out after the Games. Anna Carolina and Carol Gatez from Brazil in the volleyball. Brazil lost in straight sets to Team USA in the gold medal match Ramsey Angela from the Netherlands track of four 4x400 relay um, so Ramsey Angela and his teammates set a national record in the event two days in a row Magdalena Eriksson Lena Huttig, Hedvig Lindahl Carolyn Sager for Sweden and their sport was soccer they all Almost put off the gold medal, failing to Canada in extra penalty kicks. Jolenta Ogre for Poland with sailing. Ogre won silver for Poland in the women's two-person dinghy with teammate Angiska. Sorry, Angiska, I don't know how to say your last. Nesty Petesio from the Philippines in the Boxing. Petisio won silver in the 54-57kg category and dedicated her medal to the rainbow community. Stunning. Hannah Roberts from USA in the BMX Freestyle. Now, Hannah put on an incredible show in her first run, edged out for gold by a legendary performance from Great Britain's Charlotte Worthington Raven Saunders from USA track and field shot put Raven Saunders lit up these Olympics with her joy, twerking and protesting after her win Astrid Geyart from France fencing women's team for Earl so Astrid just came out this Pride month or Pride month just gone and won Olympic medal months later. Erica Sullivan from USA for the swimming grabbed a silver in the 1500 meter freestyle. Katazina kata Zina, kata Zina Zilman, Zilman, kata Zilman from Poland with the rowing. So Zilman came out publicly moments after winning the silver for quad skulls. Armandine Picard from France for Judah, the fifty-two KG in just sixteen seconds. Armandine won her semi-final match, ultimately winning a silver medal just five weeks after coming out publicly. Ali Amanda Chidster, and Haley McLeany from USA and Softball. So team USA settled for an Olympic silver medal after falling to Japan two to zero. And the gold medal match now for our bronze medalist tom daly great britain diving for the 10 meter platform won his second medal of these olympics this time an individual bronze Susanna townsend leah wilkinson sarah jones great britain for field hockey our team gb wins bronze with a four to three win over india megan up Tierna davidson adianda french and Kelly O'Hara for USA in soccer. So Team USA beat Australia 4 3 for the bronze. Jasmine Grabowski for Germany in the judo mixed team. landed bronze for that team. Raz Shisko from Israel. Uh, judo in the mixed team. Lucia Boari. From Italy in archery. Shortly after Boeri won an individual bronze, Italy house surprised her with a congratulations message from her girlfriend. Seine van Dijk from the Netherlands in judo. So, one bronze for the Dutch team in the women's 70kg category. Carl Hester from Great Britain in the equestrian team dressage. Carl Hester earned a bronze to go along with his gold and silver medals he won at previous Olympics. And Larissa Franklin and Joey Lai from Canada softball was their sport. They beat Mexico 3-2 to in the bronze medal match. Stunning. Congratulations to all our rainbow winners out there, all our rainbow participants out there. Whether you come home with a with medal or not, we are all winners. And the owl, the world, stands with you. Stunning. Finally, let's go into a beat now and move on to the rest of our show. Andrew Day, rise up. I felt like this is the right song to compliment this copper all Enjoy, family.
6: Walking down that entire living life on the merry go round. And you can't find a fighter. But I see it in you, so we're gonna walk it out. mountains. We're gonna walk it out and
1: No maharamai, no hooking my kahukura fano rainbow fano. you You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, accessmedia.nz, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat out. Lady H, on your mic for your Funky Friday. That last beat there was andra day with rise up an acknowledgement and tribute to all our rainbow olympians out there whether you came home with a medal or not you're winners in our eyes we love you and we support you stunning and of course i want to acknowledge our stunning interviewees talking about the kaupapa say my name that was held here in the waikato acknowledgements to you too and both kaupapa are um, connected If you think about it, Olympians, identity, say my name, identity, all of that, all is relevant, all is connected. Anywho, let's get into the next part of our show, the goodness. What does it mean to be rainbow? So... A little clip there on the history of pride flag. And then a little something that really touched me and I wanted to share with you. Dr. Maya Angelo, rainbow and someone else's cloud. Then we'll roll into a beat Renee Zellweger's rendition of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Stay tuned now.
7: The rainbow wasn't always the symbol for LGBTQ pride. In fact, the iconic flag wouldn't show up until almost a decade after Stonewall. This is the real history of the rainbow pride flag. During pride, the rainbow flag is everywhere. On shirts, floats, corporate logos, me, you name it. So what's the origin of the rainbow flag? To understand the pride flag's history, we're going all the way back to World War II with the pink triangle. Like the Jewish Star of David, the triangle was used to mark LGBTQ prisoners in concentration camps. Then, the triangle's meaning evolved. Long after the war, the LGBTQ rights movement adopted the triangle as a symbol of pride. But in 1978, Harvey Milk stepped in. A San Francisco city councilman, he was the first openly gay elected official. Milk wanted a symbol that didn't have such a traumatizing past, that could be welcomed to all members of the community. Enter Gilbert Baker, artist, army vet, drag queen. Baker created the very first rainbow pride flag, and people would later call him the Gay Betsy Ross. Woo! What a title. Baker picked the rainbow because he wanted it to symbolize our diversity in race, gender expression, and age. And he might have also recognized the importance of a certain Judy Garland song, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, to our community. Baker rounded up 30 of his friends, took over the gay community center in San Francisco, and got to work dying thousands of yards of cotton. They sewed together these massive pieces and we got this. Two 30 by 60 foot flags that were flown in United Nations Plaza during Pride. One American flag with the stripes turned rainbow and the iconic flag we all know with a few extra stripes than what we see today. The first Pride flag actually had eight colors, each stripe with a different meaning. Gender, life, healing, sunlight, nature, art, harmony, and spirit. But the flag kept changing. Hot pink and indigo got dropped because they cost too much to be mass-produced. Over the years, different groups have come up with their own flags. A trans flag, a bi flag, a straight ally flag, even a flag for bears. Hey, nice. There's even a new flag that blends the trans flag with an updated rainbow flag that includes a black and brown stripe to recognize people of color and the LGBTQ community. Baker loved seeing different interpretations of the flag. The whole reason Milk and Baker wanted a flag in the first place was to have something by and for the community. However it evolves, the flag is always meant to reflect the times and be more inclusive. That's why it'll never be finished and always grow to be more welcoming of all the identities and individuals in our amazing LGBTQ community. Share this if you support inclusivity for everyone.
8: There's an African-American song, 19th century, which um, is so great. It says, When it looked like the sun wasn't gonna shine anymore, God put a rainbow in the clouds. Imagine. And I've had so many rainbows in my clouds. I had a lot of clouds, but I have had so many rainbows. And one of the things I do when I step up on a stage, when I stand up to translate, when I go to teach my classes, when I go to direct a movie, I bring everyone who has ever been kind to me with me. Black, white, Asian, Spanish speaking, Native American, gay, straight, everybody. I say, come with me. I'm going on the stage. Come with me. I need you now. Long dead. You see? So I don't ever feel I have no help. I've had rainbows in my clouds. And the thing to do, it seems to me, is to prepare yourself so that you can be a rainbow in somebody else's cloud. Somebody who may not look like you, may not call God the same name you call God, if they call God at all, (laughs) you see. And may not eat the same dishes prepared the way you do may not dance your dances or speak your language, but be a blessing to somebody. That's what I think.
2: Somewhere over the rainbow, way are i heard of. Upon a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me. Where troubles melt like lemon drops away above our chimney tops.
6: That's where you.
2: The rainbow. Why then? A oh, why? Can't I? If happy, little. Bluebirds fly be
1: Welcome back, Kahukura Fana. You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, Independent Community Media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz or so via accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeart Radio. Flat Out, te wia, reo, o te hāpuri, bringing together the voices of our community. That's how we do in the free FM Fano. Flat out Fano. I hope you enjoyed the show. I really enjoyed bringing it to you. Love this a corridor and the celebration of who we are, how we shift and move into spaces to create change and being naturally who we are. That is all the time we have for on the show. Have a fabulous weekend wherever you are, whatever you're up to, whomever you're getting up to. Be safe on the streets and in the sheets. Condoms and lube and dental dams are your safest form of protection whānau. We love having you on board. If you want to send us a shout out, a quarter or some feedback, stuff you want to hear, go to our Facebook page at Pride, Or you can email us on flatoutpride at hotmail.com. And be sure to tune in or podcast us on FM um, 89.0 if you miss every week's show. Flat out. That's me, Lady H, signing off. Have a fabulous weekend, and we'll catch you up next week. Modi ora.
0: For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts.